HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Route 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. For more information, visit rt11.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Want to know what the future of podcasting sounds like? Stay tuned for this episode of Tech Bytes. Wow, that theme song always makes people happy. I got a lot of bopping heads and tapping feet in the studio with me today. That would be the Heritage Radio Network Studio in the backyard of Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Two repurposed shipping containers that we use to broadcast food radio. This is Tech Bites, the weekly show where we talk about the intersection of food and technology. I'm Jennifer Liuzzi, your host. And today we have a really special episode that I'm quite excited about. It's not exactly food tech, but it is definitely food radio. We have in studio today the Saxelby Scholars, which is a group of high school students who were on a radio internship this season semester at school, and they all produced some pretty amazing pieces of talk radio as their final projects. And if you're interested in listening to these amazing stories and great new voices, you can find them on heritageradionetwork.org. But before you jump off and do that, we get to talk to them in real life in studio. So we're going to go around the room and we're going to let everybody introduce themselves. Oh, a lot of big eyes. A lot of big eyes. First up, we have Ariana Rodriguez. Hi. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Sitting next to her, we have Jessica Ang. Hello. How you doing? Nervous. Nervous? It's good to be nervous. When you're a little bit nervous about things, that means you care about it. Because if you're not nervous, that means you don't care. So being nervous is good. I always get a little bit nervous, too. Sitting next to her, we have Solvini. 
Soviani. Soviani. See, we did this before the show to make sure I would pronounce everyone's name right. Yeah. And there, right out of the gate, I did not. I have a weird name. It's okay. Say it for us again. Soviani. And your last name? Villanueva. Now all together. Soviani Villanueva. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and sitting next to her, we have Kyle Rowe. Hi. How are you? Popping. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So... We're going to get into talking about podcasting and radio and how I met all of these uh, talented young people. But before we do, we're going to do like we always do on Tech Bytes. We start every show talking about apps, apps that you like, that you use every day, something new you discovered. Um, and I have to say, typically we have a lot of old people on the show, like old, like over 30 and this is the first opportunity that we've had to sort of get an opinion on the app situation from people in high school. So that's pretty cool because we have a point of view that we haven't been able to have before on the show. So do you have an app that you like? I do. I, I'm always on Facebook and I see videos of food on uh, this page called BuzzFeed. And I recently discovered that they have an app. So I was really excited about that. And I was... And I only had it for like three days, but I'm only ever on BuzzFeed. It's amazing. They have quizzes. They have stuff about travel. They have stuff about food. And like, it's news, which is kind of weird because you don't expect a 16-year-old to like look at the news. But it's like fun news. And it's just, it's really funny and like weird. And it's really interesting. So you went to BuzzFeed for the food videos. Yeah. And then you wind up staying because of all the other like cool stuff you've never seen before. Yeah. I, they have these amazing quizzes, which is weird because if I'm going to take a quiz at school, I'm really bummed out. But like, I will take a quiz on my free time just to figure out what kind of shake I am. I got, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got chocolate, by the way. So you take <laughs> quizzes to figure out yeah. What kind of shake you are. What kind of shake I am. Donut or yeah. something like that. How much of a Kardashian I am. How much of a Kardashian are you? Yeah. Um, I'm not, not, not at all. Not at <laughs> no. all? Is that, a, is that good or not good? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. That's yeah. a great app. BuzzFeed. I have that app also. Yeah. Really? And it's, it's, they cover a really yeah. lot of different subjects. Yeah, it's really good. It's fun. So you discovered that on Facebook? Yeah. Okay, cool. Jessica, do you have an app that you like or that you use all the time? Um, uh, I'm probably one of like the only teenagers that doesn't do like a lot of technology and all that stuff. I mean, I have a smartphone, but I don't have any social media. I have a Facebook account that I never use, and I don't have an Instagram or or like twitter or google chrome wait no no i do wait no no never never this is how like not knowledgeable i am about technology but an app can be something also that's not social media i have apps that are for the camera to take photos or i have the dictionary app that i use sometimes Mm, or i like to i actually really like photography and before I found out what career I really wanted to go into, I used to want to go into food photography. So I found this app called, I don't know, Nikon something. So it, it gives like these really good quality pictures that I use a lot. And they have these feature, I mean, these like editing that you can... Filters? Like fi- filters, that's what it's called. That's, I forgot. Instagram filters. So 
I use that to, like in case like to sharpen like an image or something or blur the background. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, and I saw I was watching a YouTube video because I watch a lot of like beauty gurus on YouTube. And they were talking about apps like The Hunt, which is amazing. Like, that saves my life. What does it do? So, basically, if you see an outfit that, like, a celebrity or someone's wearing... Like and you a Kardashian. Want, yes, exactly. Like, if, if Kylie Jenner was wearing, like, I don't know, a Chanel purse or something, carrying a Chanel purse, and you wanted to know where to get that, like, people post up, like, where you can get it online or something in the price and, like, the, um, the best places to get it. Oh, so, that's interesting. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. And, oh, there's also this app called Polyvore. Where that's an, I love that app. Like, you can create your own outfits. Like, they give you, like, all these different options. And then you can even, like, buy the outfits on there. So. so that's great. So you actually are pretty hip to the smartphone and the app. Sounds like you got a lot going on on your phone. Yeah, that. that. And then, the, oh, there's also... There's also... This, I love recipes and like i think half the time i go on my smartphone just to look at recipes and food and like food blogs and whatever so there's this app called chef tap where it allows you to like store all your recipes and whatever and then each time so you don't have to like keep going on the internet to find them and everything and you can just store whatever you want that's related to food on there so it's like your own little recipe box on your phone exactly and you can just collect stuff from the internet as you go along and put it in one place mm-hmm. yeah so i thought that was pretty interesting that's okay. all i do all right great so uh makeup shopping cooking excellent that sounds like i mean pretty well rounded i mean you can feed yourself and you can have nice clothes when you leave your house and yeah and i can take pictures of them (laughs) there you go great um let's see let's see i like snapchat a lot snapchat yeah okay it's just i feel like it's very um like i have accounts everywhere like i just make random accounts um, but Snapchat, I feel like it's very um, personal because you just you get to accept and add people that you want. Like it's not just random people. So I feel like with the people I have on my account, like it's very like close friends and like family. So it's very personal. So like um, I just share. It's it's not even like something that you think of posting. It's more so like you just take your phone out. And you record something or take a picture of something, and it's just, like, throughout your day. And it's only there for 24 hours. So it's just so much more interesting. Like, in school, I think that's the only app I use. Um, Like, whenever we have visiting chefs or we're making something, like, I'll take a video or a picture of it, and I'll post it. And it's only there for 24 hours. So, like, people then, like, send me messages through it. Like, oh, what was that? And I'm just like, wait, what was what? Like, I forgot what I posted. So I don't know. I just feel like it's more... Um, interesting and like so it's like you're letting people know what you're doing throughout your day yeah it's, it's like hey the chef came to talk at my mm-hmm. school I had this for lunch yeah but it's just like you don't think about posting like when it's when it comes down to like Facebook and Instagram like I take time into what I post like I look at it and I like it, like it make sure it's perfect and all Is that and then, because it doesn't disappear in 24 hours yeah like it's just it's there for for like ever forever yeah like people will save it and you won't even know and then snapchat if like somebody screenshots it it'll tell you or if somebody watches it over again they'll tell you so it's just like it's more so you could post whatever you want and be free with it and you won't have like the urge to say like oh how many people saw it or like how many people have it on their phone it's just, you know, it's just really cool. 
So Snapchat, but you're also on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, but it's just I use more of those accounts like to I don't, I I post a lot, but I make define sure a lot. Pro- what does a lot mean? Oh, how many times a day? Because <laughs> um, a lot is a word that can mean different things to different people. Like Jack, how many times have you posted on Snapchat? Only when I travel. So like if I'm stuck on a plane or something, that's that's when I use it. I probably I've had like five stories maybe over the course of the year. <laughs> over the course of the year, that's yeah, like so it's a like five days story out of the year. every three weeks. Yeah. Uh, no, I no. Po- on Snapchat I post like like six snaps a day and I make videos and I just take random pictures and then on Facebook I'll post like like 10 statuses and like two pictures and I share a lot of things on Facebook so are you creating new photos and videos for each thing or do you take a photo and then use it in all your accounts like I'll take a photo on Snapchat but I can't really edit them so it's just like I just have to post them like how it is but then I'll save them on my phone, edit them, make them look like really, really perfect, and then those will go on my Facebook or my Instagram. But just like the like the real version, like I guess in a way you could call like the real me, like that will be on. She's Snapchat. making air quotes when she says the real me, just yeah. to share that with everybody who can't <laughs> see her. Like I feel like that's just a raw version of me, so that I think that's why I like Snapchat the most. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Kyle? So my favorite um, app is Instagram because, like, I get to make it any way I want. I wanted to because I remember once I was making, I was trying to make my feed fire, even though a lot of people say my feed is already fire. Just putting this out there, fire means, like, it's good and everything. Just telling y'all. So... Um, I uh, sometimes I would do black and white pictures, and sometimes I would do um, like like put white borders and just to make my feed look different every time. So, yeah. How many followers do you have? Hold up, let me pull that real quick. <laughs> I have a total of six hundred followers. I don't really like that much followers. I don't know why. I'm just like. No. So you're not doing it to have followers. You're doing it because you want to curate, like, the most perfect, most amazing Instagram feed. Yeah, like, why not, like, express myself in a way? Okay. A lot of social media. A lot of social media. That's great. Um, I usually talk about apps, apps that I like and and new things that I've discovered. But now I feel like my social media output for somebody who is in the like media and tech sphere is like embarrassingly low compared to some of you all and the perfection and the the mileage of posting that you get. But I just recently downloaded um, an app called Feed Me, just purely out of research. It is an app where you are searching for restaurants that you want to go eat at and they're all recommended by chefs. So the idea is that chefs know the best restaurants. So instead of just using a guidebook or using Yelp or using random people on the internet, you can have chefs tell you what to do. So it's kind of interesting. Um, It doesn't have a really lot, lot, lot of recommendations. So I don't know if I really love it. And the number of chefs that they have is pretty low. 
but it is a new thing, so maybe it'll catch on. There are quite a few apps in that category where they are asking chefs and restaurant people to recommend restaurants as sort of a counterbalance to the Yelp websites, which restaurant people really don't like because they feel like Yelp is just a place where people complain a lot. <laughs> Have you, any of you all been ever been on app? Been, been on Yelp? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah? Do you like it? Do you post on it? No. No. But we, I read the reviews. Do you? Just to. Will it change your mind about going to a place if yep. the reviews are bad? Yep. Yeah? And I always look at the star ratings. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. For restaurants and other For, things or just, anything? I usually just restaurants or like bakeries or eateries or something. Okay. Someone actually once um, found our school on Yelp. And they saw all those comments, um, all, and like they saw so much bad comments about our school. And someone's like, "Oh, parents must be posting about that." I'm, I'm like, "Nope, it's the kids." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that might be the first time I've ever heard of a school being on Yelp. Jack's nodding vigorously. I wish my school was on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> so. This is a good segue to talk about the school that they're at. They are at the Food and Finance High School in New York City, which is a school that, as the title suggests, is focused on food and finance. Mostly people who are interested in working in the restaurant world in some capacity or maybe something next to the restaurant world, another food business or a retail business. And running a successful restaurant, you need to know how to cook and about food and about service, but you also need to know about money and accounting and balancing the books. Otherwise, you won't have a successful business, even if you have really amazing food. So all of these folks are students there. And as we mentioned on the top of the show, we're a part of the Saxelby Scholar radio program. So I would love to hear just right out of the bat, right out of the gate, how it was that all of you were interested in doing the program. What was it about doing an internship and learning about radio and doing a piece that was interesting to you? Because it's very different from your curriculum and it's something that you had to do in addition to your regular school. So, Well, um, for me, I've always been interested in media. I am in an acting class and I've been in... Um, school productions before so I was kind of like interested in media and I've I've known about like um media as in like movies and like TV but like I was interested in like radio too because I think it's very interesting to know that just by not hearing by not seeing things like you can you can visualize it by hearing it also like like when you're watching TV you can see what's happening but also if you're like listening to something and you're listening to a story like the ones that we made it was pretty interesting that just by the sense of your sound like you could feel like it's, it would it was just like you were watching TV so i think that that was pretty interesting yeah and it's interesting also in terms of learning how to cook and being in the restaurant space using your ears in the kitchen is mm-hmm. also something that's very important. Also, you can tell when the pan is hot enough yeah. to put, you know, the meat in or make the pancakes, and you know that from the sound that it makes from the sizzle, or you know when something's ready. And 
Yeah, like the other day we were making jerk chicken in class, and the teacher was telling us, "You see, when you smell that woody, you that woody smell, that's when you know that it's ready." He was really passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. What inspired you to? Um, to like enter. Yeah, this, yeah. I don't. I don't really think I had like an ex- an inspiration to like go in or like. Well, you had to sign up at some. point, I know, right? like I, I mean, had to had sign to up, but it's just decide like decide that I'm going to go, I'm going to sign up, I'm going to do this. <laughs> it's just I'm very random. Like I'm not really like I don't really like doing a lot of stuff, and it's just I'm really like a laid back type of person. Like I don't like doing much. I like just hanging out and all that. But then it's just like. I'll randomly like think of doing something like something that's out of my comfort zone I guess and then like I wasn't even paying attention like they were mentioning the program a bunch of times in school I would not pay attention like I don't pay attention to the loudspeaker and then um, Mr. Chirella came inside my cooking class and he was talking to like a group of students and I was like in the table with my friends and all I heard like I just I was like overhearing but I wasn't paying mind, and then there was some. I forgot what he said, but it was just like I started listening more, and I got intrigued. So then I was just like, "So where do I sign up for this?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, just go downstairs." And I went downstairs, and they're like, "Oh, you need a recommendation." I was just like, "Ooh, ooh, like a recommendation? Like I really need that?" They're like, "Yeah, you. Um, they need to like see something." I was like, "I don't know if anybody could that could write one for me because like." You know, I'm kind of all over the place type of person. And then my dean, like, I went up to him. I'm like, so do you think you could or do you want to, like, write one for me? He's like, I don't know because I really don't like you. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, okay. That's straightforward. Yeah, like, me and him, like, me and my dean, like, we're really close. Like, he's more like, I treat him more like an uncle type of thing. So I was like, oh, okay. I didn't really think I was going to get in the show at all. And, like, when um, they told me, oh, you have an interview, it was like me. Like, you sure it was me? And I went, and right after that, like, I got an email. And I think the first person I told was either Jessica or Gianna. I'm not sure. It was one of them that I told. Um, or Puss Lady. I was just like, bro, I think I got in. They're like, yeah, you probably did. I was just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, like, throughout, like, the experience, I think, like, my mentality changed a lot. Because, like, I was so... Um, uptight and like I was very closed like reserved type of person but now it's like I'm really open to trying a lot of stuff so like so like it just opened a lot of doors for me and I think I'm very happy with the choices I made like I'm proud of saying like I was part of that but yeah it was just spontaneously happening spontaneous is good yeah. sometimes it's good to follow your instincts mm-hmm. Kyle what in, what inspired you to do the program so at that time, in all honesty, me and Cheryl weren't really talking because... So th- the person that they're talking about, Mr. Chiarello, is the English teacher at school who runs the program. And he's sitting here with us and smiling. <laughs> while, they, while they talk about him like he's not in the room. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So yeah, um, me and Cheryl didn't really like have a good history, so I, don't, I would like try my best to avoid him at all costs. Is, is that true? Did you not have a good history with him? Yeah, Kyle used to mutter as he walked by me every time uh, we were in the hallway or something. He'd be like, "Oh, I hate that guy. I hate Cheryl." <laughs> so it sounds like it was one-sided. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I'm not going to say I'm not a stone, so it, it certainly, I, I knew he was saying this. And it's like, I, I can I hear you, me, I can hear you, know, you saying that about me. I didn't know, you know, like, I wasn't sure why, so uh, I was just kind of like, okay, okay. he hates me, All right. I'm, I'm going to have to live my life, and Kyle knowing, hate me. Knowing that so. Kyle hates you. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> so what, um, I usually go to my dean's office, and I went, I went up, so I went up and I said, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey, Kyle. Um, then he hands me a paper and I'm like, what's this? He's like, um, you should join it. I'm like, what is it? He's like, it's like a radio sex will be scholarship program. I'm like, okay, tell me what's it about. He's like, well, one, you get to do radio. Two, you get to earn money. I'm like, cool, cool. Um, and then he's like, oh, so you need a recommendation. I'm like, yeah, so would you like to do that job for me? And he's like, yeah, sure, why not? See, Selvina, he likes me more than you. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And when the, but when I found out it was Charola, like, at some point I'll have to say, come on, Kyle, like, put your pride aside. Like, he's cool. He's a cool guy. So, like, I did it, and now, like, me and Charola are, like, friends. I think there you he, go. He comes to visit me all the time now. Nice. Yeah. Jessica, what made you want to join the program? Um, gosh, honestly, I think it was similar to what Soviani was saying, that I really like to try new things. Like, if I if an opportunity comes up to learn something new, I'll take it, Like even if I don't know anything about it. And I just like being spontaneous and doing, you know, whatever comes my way. And I was like, I should get out of my comfort zone. Because I think that in high school, a lot of us are still trying to find ourselves. And I think recent, just recently, this year, my junior year, I found a part of who I am. And I think part of that was because I broke up with my first real boyfriend. Wow. And I think that it changed, it changed me as a person. I think I know like part of who I am now and who I identify myself as. And then that's why I was like, let me just try something new, you know? And that, it just really changed me. And now I'm more open to new things, and I'm not as, like, like loner or whatever. And, you know, I like talking to people and everything, so... That's great. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a secret. People are still trying to figure out who they are after high school. And a lot of times after college and after they go to work. And they might do it over and over and over again and for a really long time. Sometimes it's just a process. Yeah. But that sounds great. It sounds like everybody came to the program for different reasons, but all kind of got something really interesting out of it. I had the pleasure of meeting everyone as it's a radio program in conjunction with Heritage Radio. I got to spend an afternoon at one of the sessions at the high school with everyone doing a little bit of a class on interviewing. And so when we come back from the break, we're going to interview everybody a little bit more.
And this beat is called Casanova by an artist named Tom Cruise with a Z. We'll be right back on Tech Bytes. If you've just tuned in and you're wondering what the hell you clicked on, this is Tech Bytes, the weekly show on the Heritage Radio Network where we talk about the intersection of food and technology. And today we have a little bit of a different lineup. We have the Saxelby Radio Scholars, a group of students from the Food and Finance High School in Manhattan who just completed their internship program and produced their own radio pieces. Very personal, great edited stories. Um, about different things with their families and food and their relationship to food and how their friends feel about food and culture and the city. A lot of really, really good stuff. And I had the pleasure of meeting them all in one of the sessions after school. And my job was to come in and help them with interviewing because typically, as we know and listeners know, this show is a live interview show. So how was, how was it interviewing people? Is it different interviewing people than just having a regular conversation? It was very awkward. Very awkward at the beginning? Um, or still very awkward? No, it was, it was awkward throughout everything. Uh, I feel like, as you said, like we have to find personalities to interview because you want to like, um, showcase throughout like your piece. Uh, different personalities and people that are interesting and when I was interviewing people um, like the people I interviewed they were just very different from each other so I had to like bring out something different in me to interview them so it was just a very like it was a funny process for for my experience it was really funny but um, it was also very like surreal because I didn't really think I was going to be in that position and like I interviewed um, two of my friends, and in their heads, I know it was like this is kind of weird. Like, why is she like why is she holding a roll? Like, they called it a taser. That's what that's what we called it as the, the portable recorders that they use to record their. Pizza. Yeah. So um, they're like, why is she holding a taser like right next to my face? So it was just it was really funny in the sense where like they they were never exposed to that and neither was I so we were both like me and my friends when we were doing the interviews like we were both um discovering it at the same time even though I kind of had to be a little bit more of an expert since I was the one doing the piece but overall like like um interviewing them was a real fun process and I would do it again if I had the chance you would do it again if you had the chance yeah that's great like 
radio is something I would like look into doing. It's I feel like it's a part of me that I actually really like because I'm not really like this when it comes down to other stuff. What about you ladies? You interviewed a lot of people that you know and, and family members. Was it different having a conversation with people you know as an interview versus just a conversation you would have when you come home from school? Well, I entered because my piece is about eating disorders, so I interviewed this um, journalist, and her name is Carmen Cusido, and I had no idea who this woman was. So we did the interview by phone, and because we had so much in common with the eating disorders, we were able to have the interview as if it was a normal conversation, which was so cool because I felt like it was the first time in like years that I would speak to someone and they would understand what I was going through and then they knew where I was coming from so interviewing her was I was really scared at first because like I'm like oh my god I'm interviewing this person she's important and I'm like this like girl who's like inter- you know it's like really nerve wracking so and like minutes went by and I was like this is fun like this is not awkward at all it's like if I'm talking to my friends it was really fun and how about when you interviewed family? Well, I interviewed my mom, and she thought that it was just to test out the recorder because she's really cautious about like her voice. She sounds like a chipmunk, to be honest. And um, when she found out um, when we were we were we were at the listening party, she saw she well she heard her voice, and she was like, "What? I thought it was just to like." like messed around with the recorder I can't believe that you did this to me I'm like well and everyone ended up loving her like someone came up to me and was like she's my favorite character in your piece so it was really fun it was I had to sort of trick her but I really wanted I really wanted her true side to come out on the interview so basically like how it was that like when I speak to my mom about the eating disorder, I just ran to her, and then she starts yelling at me because she doesn't understand why I'm going through it. So one day I just decided to, instead of it being like, hey, mom, how do I get when I do this? It was like, mom, I'm kind of feeling like this, and then, you know, it makes me want to do this. And then she goes, nah, and then, like, ranting in Spanish with her little squeaky voice. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> what about you, Jessica? How was it interviewing people? Was it different oh. from regular conversations? Actually, no, not not with the people I interviewed. So I interviewed my mom, my grandma, and Mr. Chi, which were all people I felt pretty comfortable with. I think that interviewing, especially my mom, I don't usually get to talk about topics like that with her. Like we usually, you know, I, I get home late, so we don't usually talk that much. We are close, but I mean, we don't get to have like kind of like heart to heart conversations like that. And I think I actually started to learn more about my mom and actually how we can identify um, with each other because we, we do have like a lot of differences. So and but I think interviewing Mr. Chi was a little bit different because he, not family. We're close, but I was a little nervous because I wasn't sure um, how to keep up the conversation, if, if, if I was going to, if anything. But he ended up doing most of the talking. So, <laughs> What about you, Kyle? How was the interviewing for you? So um, it wasn't really like interviewing. It was like more of a, like a conversation. I was talking to, um, I interviewed Adriana, and I interviewed um, my friend Asada. And basically it was like, I was just talking to them, basically, because... 
when it comes to me, I'm always asking people questions. And it's like, I never know why. I just ask people random questions like, hey, so why's your hairline like that? And <laughs> they'll, they'll be like, what kind of random question is that? I'm like, no, I'm just bored. Just answer a question. So, like, it would... It, that's how that's how I start a conversation, and usually, I would usually ask questions just to find out more about a person. So that's what interviewing was like for me. Throughout the process of making your pieces and interviewing people, has that changed the way you talk to people in day to day life? Has it made you? Well, it sounds kind of like you are already very comfortable asking people questions, but for the rest of you, do you? have conversations differently with your professors or people that you meet or when a chef comes in to demonstrate something do you feel more comfortable asking them questions usually when i see people i just like i want to have a bubble around me like i don't want any contact but ever since like i've learned like interviewing techniques i'm like more comfortable around people and like and even right now i'm like kind of nervous but like i'm I'm more comfortable even though I'm still nervous. I, I'm like, I'm fine with just jumping out and like being random and spontaneous. I'm just, it feels, it's, it's comfortable, but like you're still nervous because obviously like you, you, you care about other people's opinion about you, but it's more like, yeah, I care, but I don't care. I don't care as much as I care. If that makes sense <laughs> English, wow. So it sounds like everybody had such a great experience before we started the show. Kyle and Adriana were talking about wanting to continue to do radio and maybe start a podcast of their own. So yeah. what kind of podcast do you think you'd like to do? Would you be interviewing people, talking to people? Would it be live conversations like this show? Or would you do edited more thoughtful story pieces like you did for the project? We, we're we thinking of making it as what we learned in school, like a chef salad. A chef salad, like you just get in whatever like you have and just make a salad out of it. Mm-hmm. So maybe we were thinking about putting like a little bit of both, a, bit of, a little bit of everything in there, you know, a little bit of funny, like heartfelt pieces, a little bit of interviews, like throw some corny jokes in there, you know. Who has the corny jokes? We both do. We both yeah. do. Yeah. But I'm the one who says it mostly. <laughs> so give us a corny joke. Okay. So, um, have you heard about the Italian chef who died? No. He passed away. Ah. <laughs> Where's the laugh track, Jack? <laughs> Sorry, that was just me laughing, but I'll give him one of these. That's all I have. That's the best I have. That's good. I'll take that. The Hot 97 bomb. Yes, we love that. Well, he wants to be fire, so there you go. (laughs) So, um, and then, would this be something that would be a school podcast? Would you do it as your own podcast? What are you thinking? I think we should... Once a week, once a month? Like, we we do it as our own podcast. Like, because, like... In all honesty, we're almost about to go to college anyway. And so basically, it's like, it's kind of move, it's like moving on to the next level of independence. And like, like, and we're, I know we're both mature enough to talk about subject, to talk about any subject. Don't give me that look. <laughs> so it, it's kind of like, 
Like, I don't. We would just talk about anything, really. Like, like so if someone just popped up a subject, we'll just have a conversation about it. Like, hey, let's talk about food. I'm like, okay, sure. I like pizza. Do you like pizza, Adriana? I love pizza. We're in a pizza shop. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of pizza around us. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, most people like pizza. I know this girl in middle school. She did not like pizza. We were just we, we thought that she was an alien from Mars. She did not hmm. like pizza at all. It's because of the marinara sauce. It's funny because Adriana calls me an alien because I eat my pizza from the crust first. Oh <laughs> and she eats her pizza normally. I was like, mm. So if you could describe what the dream podcast would be like, tell me what it would be like. Would you do it once a week? Would you do it once a month? Well, um, Would you do it from home on your computers? Would you find a place like Heritage Radio to do it? Yeah, I, I like the setting that we are in right now it's pretty comfy cozy right yeah it's pretty cool i feel like i'm at home i feel like i'm at a sleepover with you guys this is really fun okay how often would you do it well um probably like like maybe like not like once a week but like sometimes if we have let's say Probably, like, once a week, but, like, if we have, like, ideas for a show that we want to do, like, right away, then we'll probably, like, do two a week. Since we're, like, doing it over the summer, so we're going to have a lot of free time. So we'll probably end up doing more than, like, maybe just once a week. Doing a show once a week is a commitment and takes a lot of time, though, you know? Yeah. I mean, this show is once a week. It's 45 minutes. Yeah. I pre-interview all my guests. I talk to people. I see them. We do research. We do social media. There's a lot that goes into 45 minutes of yeah. radio. There's a, a lot more hours than just that. Right. I would, it would have to be like my full-time job if I was doing it a couple <laughs> times a week. <laughs> um, I was basically thinking, like, we would also do interviews, but we would start, like, with people from our school. And, like, uh, like or you have, like, three people who already won who are acts already like would you be interested in being on our radio show and they'll be like yeah sure like i asked like my dean and he's like yeah sure i would and then i asked like um my friend jada and she's like yeah sure I'll, i asked her what kind of what would you talk about and she's like i don't know i'm like what about re- relationship advice and she's like yeah sure and then she's like yesterday well um first of all don't don't cheat on anyone. That's good. That's solid. That's <laughs> good words to live by. Be honest. Also good. Do not delete anything on your phone. Do not delete anything on your phone. Yeah, because like you know how people would delete messages and stuff when right. you're cheating. And she also gives. Oh, I see. She also. So gives you want to save everything as evidence just in case something happens later. Exactly. Got it. Okay. That's that's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. Now, you two are very quiet. Are you not interested in doing a radio show going forward? Was this a one-time, one-time thing? Um, I mean, I would do radio, but it's just um, I feel like I'm more of a, I wouldn't see this as like a full-time type of thing. Like it's more so. Like, you know how they're doing podcasts? Like, I would do that, but it's just, I feel like with the people I'm surrounded with, I can't really do that. Like, the way I am here, 
I'm so different, like, outside. Like, I'm just, like, people would consider me, like, ratchet over there, like, in the outside, because I'm just so, um, like, crazy, I think. I think that's where, the way. Where is the outside? Like, just... When you say outside, what does um, that mean? Outside of school, outside of the no, radio station, I feel like outside, outside of the, the of scholar this, program? Of this, like, bond right here, because I feel like the radio show, like... Outside of the people who did yeah, the, like, the radio I didn't, program with you. I never, like, spoke to them outside of... Like, before this, I barely spoke to them. Like, we would, if anything, like, say hi and bye, and that's it. So these are your radio friends? I think these are just more... Like, they're my friends, like... I know, like, you know how you have those friends where you have to talk to them every day? Like, I feel like I don't necessarily have to talk to them every day, but when we do talk, it's something that's very, like, deep and emotional. Like, I know I could count on them, and they can count on me whenever it is. So I feel like um, in high school, because we're trying to grow and trying to figure ourselves out, we have to find real people that you can connect with and have real conversations with and I didn't think this radio show was really going to bring anything of that but I'm so thankful I did do it because it brought me these amazing friendships like I when I see them like we don't necessarily always talk in school but when if I do have a conversation with them I know they're going to be very real with me and very upfront and honest and these are like these are type of friends that I want to have when I grow up or like relationships that I want to carry on and it's just radio I think um shows you a lot about your person um so it's just I would do it in that sense where like I would want to bring out that in other people to like help them grow as a person but I just don't feel like this is something that I'm really passionate about in to like having it to be a full-time job but I do really do love it what about you, Jessica? Um, actually, when when I first came came into the program, I didn't think I would like it this much, but I actually I really do. The only thing is that I think more recently I feel like I don't. I'm just like really different in terms of like interests and in, in, in people in my age group, and sometimes I feel like I can't really relate to them. And the things I like to talk about or I like to do, like, they don't really like to do that. So I feel like, you know, like I like to talk about, you know, what's what's going on around the world or something. Or, you know, some, some something about society maybe and how something affects this and that. I like to talk about, like, people and how they behave. And so I, I don't, I haven't really had like a conversation with people in my age group about then that's just what I really like to talk about so I feel like that I don't think I would be as relatable if I made like a like a podcast on the things I like to talk about well you know what you might be surprised one of the great things about the internet and we talk about this on this show all the time is it's the place where you can find your people and the best things on the internet are the things that are made by people who are super passionate about something and usually really specific and sometimes really specific and unusual and strange but I promise you there's other people who like that really specific unusual thing too and you may not have a lot of them 
sitting around you in the cafeteria at lunchtime. But if you were on the Internet and you had a podcast, those people are out there somewhere. You know, there are people from 200 countries around the world who click on to heritageradionetwork.org and listen to the shows. And the shows here, if you look at the subjects, we talk about food. But it's a pretty wide spectrum. There's a woman who does a show about school lunch, and that's it. Mm. School lunch. That's pretty specific. You'd kind of think maybe, and it's for adults, it's not for kids eating school lunch. So it's not from the point of view of you liked it, you didn't like it, what we should do about it. It's from the adult, teacher, school, government policy about school lunch. And that's pretty specific. There's a show about... Um, about it's called ferment about it and it is about fermenting food so everything from making you know vinegar and cider to kimchi and any types of food cooking that you do where you ferment something there's a show about that and that sounds kind of weird and wacky to me and you wouldn't necessarily think that there would be an audience for that but turns out there is and there the people who put who do that show they write books and they're passionate, and uh, they bring really interesting things every time we have a potluck meeting, because it's always some fermented food. So, you know what? You may not find somebody sitting to your left and sitting to your right who's interested in exactly the same thing, but that's one of the great things about technology and the internet and podcasting. It lets you get your voice out there to find the people who want to listen to you. I think that it's great that you guys all had a really good experience and took something from it to the point that you even maybe want to do something going forward with radio and podcasting. Yeah, I just think radio is like so slept on. Like kids our age are not really listening to radio. Like I know I wasn't. Like my mom, she has the radio on all the time in the house, but I don't pay attention to it. Like, or at least I didn't used to. But ever since I made it like... um, I just feel like it brings different people together. Like I'm, like I'm so different from Adriana, and I'm so different from Jessica and Kyle, but we relate on so many different levels where I never thought I would. And now it's like when I'm at home, you know, I don't. Before I would just walk, turn on the TV. Now I hardly turn on the TV, and I just like put on the radio. And I like I'll listen to their music and all. And I'll listen to the stories they have, and it's just so much more um, heart-touching because you, you're not seeing the person's emotions, but you're hearing it. And I feel like it's just radio. Um, it brings out the best in you, in a sense, where it's like people don't really think that. They feel like, you know, it's so lame, I guess you could call it. Like, I know, I know for a fact, like, some of my friends, they're like, yo, why are you listening to that, like? But now it's just, it's so much, like, more open. Like, my friend, he, um, we were on, he, one day I was just on Facebook, and he, me and him don't talk at all, like, outside of school. And he wrote me a message, and he's like, yo, I just listened to your podcast. And I was just like, wait, <gasps> where'd you listen to it? Like, where, where, where is this <gasps> that you're, like, that you're finding it? And he was like... My super oh. personal podcast? <laughs> he was like... Where I talked about oh, all my super personal yeah. stuff. Yeah. I didn't really want people listening to it because I was just like so shy about it. 
But he was like, oh, yeah, the school posted it on Facebook. So now it's like everybody in the school knows about it. I'm just like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Can you go report it? Like, make sure it gets down <laughs> or something. Um, but he was like, no, you like, it's really it's an amazing thing. Like, I really do love it. And I'm like, I'm like, really? I'm like, I thought it kind of sounded stupid, like corny. And he was like, no, it's really good. And then he like, I would never. He's like, he's not shy, but he's just not. Um, very open to people and he just he started asking me he's like how was it he's like I really want to do it he's like I want to do something like that and he's like how can I get in touch with these people so it's like the fact that um, I think it's more so because radio doesn't have a lot of kids our age on it so the fact that like Heritage Radio puts um, kids our age on it it just it's it's opening a whole other door and I feel like and maybe the next generation, it won't be TV. It will be radio and something like that. Maybe. How does that feel that you inspired somebody to maybe want to do radio themselves? It feels amazing because now he just, like, asks me. and He's like, how can I get in it? Like, how do I do it? How do I become an intern? I'm like, listen, I'll try to help you as much as I can. So it's just, it's really amazing that you could bring out something good in another person because I never thought I would be able to do that. That's great. So yeah. you got something and you gave something. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. So it's well, funny. If anybody who's listening wants to hear more of the Saxelby Scholar pieces, they are on heritageradionetwork.org. If you want to maybe sponsor or hear more radio and help them with their podcast project, get in touch at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Um, you never know what can happen. It's a great thing. Give something, get something, yeah. learn something new. At the end of every show, I always ask people a question. And usually I ask people for advice. So I'm going to ask all of you the same question, and you can all answer it. I like to ask advice so that people listening at home can have a little piece of something for themselves that maybe will help them out. So you all had to interview people, which is not something that you usually do. What did you do to get over being nervous and being afraid? Um, I, well, what really helps is to, if you know who you're going to interview, just like do a little bit of research on them. Like It's not like we don't sit at home and stalk some people on the internet. Like We'll go on Facebook and say, hmm, let me see what Tommy's up to, you know? So it's just like you may do some research on them, see, and also just... If you're nervous, just, you know, ask questions that, what well, they're not yes or no questions, that it'll spark a conversation. And it doesn't matter how nervous you are, at least in my opinion, when you spark a, a really deep conversation and, like, a rich conversation that'll take you back to your childhood or something, you forget that you're nervous because since you're so into, like, the person's story and, and you're so anxious to share your story, I think that... It's a really beautiful thing when you get to know that person more, this complete stranger, which I was so nervous to talk to you before. And now it's just like we're having a conversation. So once you spark that conversation, you really have nothing to worry about. So that's great advice. Do some research on the person you're going to talk to and ask them questions they have to answer without using yes or no. Yeah. Excellent. Great advice. What about you, Jessica? Um, I think, well, first, I think that when we say we want to go on an interview or interview someone, I think most of us psych ourselves out 
or like getting into this mindset that oh it has to be perfect and um, we have to have like this set of questions and everything and get our point across and make sure they say what they what we want them to say but I honestly I don't think that's the case I think that before you interview someone just make sure you either do a little background information on them or at least like you kind of know a little bit about them if they're not um, like a friend or family member and honestly I think just be yourself I think and try to pretend that you're not like holding a recorder or anything and I think that setting and the way you position yourself when you talk to them is also very important because I think that can affect like your comfortability uh, your, like how comfortable you are with, um, at the time when you're interviewing them so I think that's really important and I think most of all is to just be yourself and I think also be interested in the topic that you're talking about with them so that's pretty good advice for a comprehensive interview sit and be comfortable don't pay attention to the recorder be yourself do some research mm-hmm. very good that's great advice um i think like jessica was saying was just be yourself because um i feel like the best conversations are when you are being true to yourself like just i know f- most people when they hear interviews just you know be professional and all that i just feel like that's not who truly who you are and um those conversations aren't really real and if you are just like trying to be professional the conversation is just the listener's gonna under like they're gonna relate they're not really gonna relate to that they're just gonna know this this doesn't feel real at all so they're not gonna be able to connect and that's what you want to do in a radio you want to connect to somebody without them having to see you so it's just be true to yourself and show emotion like if you feel like laughing laugh if you feel like crying just cry but just be true to yourself and show emotion i think That's really good advice also. I like the emotional part. That's very true, especially with radio, because you are talking to people right in their ears and they can hear it. And that's one of the great things that I think makes radio so special, because you don't get to hear people when you're texting or Snapchatting or Instagramming. Um, In all honesty, the way how you to get over, like, being nervous and everything is just, like, go in it, like... If you make flaws, it's okay. If you do anything wrong, it's okay. Like, in all honesty, like, you could always edit, but, like, that's the thing about... Not if it's live. That's true, but, like, the thing about it is, like, just go in it. Be calm, be chill, but yet, like, always have, like... I remember when you um, told us that you never usually carry, like, a... paper or pens when you're interviewing to have questions down so I basically just did that like I said no paper no pen and just ask questions straight away and basically I just and someone said I was actually good at that so in all honesty don't like always carry like a piece of paper with you in case you get stuck but make sure you never lose that connection with the person like just like Jessica said act like the microphone isn't there act like nothing but you and a person are just just there having a normal conversation just like be yourself jump in and be yourself and pay attention to the person in front of you wow that's great you guys can run the interview class next session maybe all will come back from college and teach the next group of the saxelby scholars how to make for good interviews 
Well, we are really out of time. Nobody believed me that the show would go by this quickly. I'm really happy that everyone came out today. I appreciate your coming and sharing your experiences. And I encourage everybody listening to go online and listen to all of their pieces. They're really, really exceptional. Um, and if you really, really loved it, when you're on the website, click the beating heart. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 not-for-profit. We are entirely supported by our members and sponsors. And if you like what you hear, click the beating heart, throw us some money, you know, like maybe what you spent on pizza last week. We can make more radio. I'm Jennifer Leutzi, and this is Tech Bytes. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>